The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Wow. This is still getting, we're still getting used to this time of change, aren't we? Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, it's, we're getting used to it. Been over a week into it now, but it still seems strange. So I expect that's probably the same for you. How are you getting on? How are you getting on in your homes? I know that it's difficult. You know what? Relationships are difficult. Hey, for those of you who are alone, we don't want anybody to feel that they're alone or not having people to talk to. So if you're alone and you're feeling lonely, please let us know because we want to be able to get somebody to be able to talk to you. But in the families, how are you getting on in the families? Mm. Mums and dads, how are you getting on? How are you getting on, children? You know what? This is not just about mums and dads. This is about everybody. And everybody has a part to play in a family life. So children, young and old, are you playing your part or are you just playing up? We don't want us playing up. We want you to be playing your part. Are you hearing me as far as that's concerned? Now, look, relationships, they're under strain. They're being put into new places, but there's always things that we can learn. And relationships take effort. And that is everybody has to play their part in relationships. So when it comes to a family unit and all everybody working together, everybody, young and old, has a part to play. Now, listen, I've got three keys that will help us with relationship. These are my three keys for helping us with relationship. Keep on forgiving is key number one. Number two, keep on forgiving. And number three, keep on loving. Yeah, I said that twice because forgiving is what we need to do. We have to keep on forgiving each other. But if we cover all of that with love, then it says in the Bible that love covers a multitude of sins and that will really help us. You know, let me just read to you 1 Corinthians 13. It says this, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous, boastful, proud or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, uh, but rejoices in the truth. Love does not give up. Love never loses faith. It is always hopeful and love endures through every circumstance. So if we keep loving each other, really loving each other and remembering those things, then the relationships that we have, they're going to get much stronger and they're going to be much better. And remember all the time that God is love. So the more that we're drawing God into our lives and the more that we're asking him to help us and staying close to him, then the more his love will affect us and that love will indeed affect other people. Doesn't it seem strange not just to be free, free to be able to go out and do what you want, free to be able to go out any time? I know we're allowed to go to the shops uh, just to get our food and we're allowed that one time to go out for some exercise, but there's still this sense in which we're locked down and we're trying to keep ourselves safe. 
But, you know, it's not all negative. There have been some new things. I'm, I've been hearing of people's creativity in their homes, different things they're doing with their children, making lots of cakes. Indeed, actually, I went to the shops the other day and the only part of the shop that was really empty was that with all the flour and things like that. So it's obviously that lots of people are doing baking, home baking and things like that. So I hope you've been enjoying that. But certainly this is a season that is bringing change to us. And uh, we want to ask that God would really help us during this season, that we would learn the things that we can from this season. So here we are reaching out to you in your homes, in your TV sets, computers, maybe you're watching on your phone or something like that. We're reaching out to you and we're sending God's love and blessing to you wherever you are this morning. Now, it's now, as we've been in this for a little while, we're now starting to learn of people that have actually picked up the virus. And there's been some who have been uh, sick with the virus. And we want to pray for your healing as far as that's concerned. But regretfully, we also hear of some who have actually passed away because of having had the virus. And one of those actually affected me this last week. On last Sunday afternoon, in the afternoon, I got a text from one of my friends in Uganda to say that my dear friend, Pastor Charles Kaiwa, uh, had passed away and he had contracted corona. Uh, he was actually living in the UK at this time and he'd contracted it here and sadly had passed away. Now, that was a real shock to me. I'd only spoken to him a few weeks before and uh, I'd been trying to get hold of him at the latter part of last week, but to no avail. And now, obviously, I now know what the situation was. He was in hospital and was unable to communicate with me. Uh, and it's sad. Pastor Charles has spoken at Bromley Town Church a number of times. I expect many of you will remember him. And uh, it suddenly brought home to me that all of these numbers that we see in the press from day to day, where they're telling us of people who have passed away, they're not just numbers. These are real people and they've got real relationships and family relationships around them. And that's affecting people's lives. And we do need to be remembering those people and praying for them at this time that they will be kept safe and that God will watch over us. This morning, I'm not really going to preach. I just want to share a couple of thoughts with you because I know we don't have that much time. I want to look at this gaining understanding, gaining understanding. It's important at this time for us to be seeking God, as we've said before, important for us to be able to seek God and to gain understanding. What is God trying to say to us uh, in all that's happening? What is he trying to change in us? And we want to be open to that. So gaining understanding is very important. As we gain understanding, it helps us to get beyond confusion. I was one of those school children that wasn't particularly active with sports. In fact, actually, when it came to sports, it was like, I don't, do we really need to do this? I can think of those uh, cold winter days when we were sent out to play rugby. And there I was as a young boy with my rugby kit on. You've got shorts on, uh, you know, you've got a flimsy T-shirt and it's freezing cold, bitter wind. And you think, like, what on earth is all this about? Especially when you see your sports masters and they're all kitted out with their uh, track suits and all that sort of stuff and seem to be far warmer than you are. I always felt that was unfair. But there was something about cross-country running that took me a long while to understand. Uh, it's a bit of a poor example in one sense, but let me just share it with you. Cross-country running, we were given the task of cross-country running. In actual fact, that meant we had to, uh, there was a prescribed route that we had to run on round the streets, round the school, and go out on this route and return back to school. So we just told, right, this is what you're doing. Okay, go off for your cross-country run. So the whistle was blown and everybody went off. And of course, as everybody runs off, I was one of those. I thought, right, right, we've got to run. So I was just running as fast as I could uh, with everybody else. In fact, actually, I thought I was doing quite well at the beginning. 
until I realised that after a short distance, I was completely out of breath and I couldn't go on at the pace that everybody else was. And so I stopped uh, with a few other boys and there was only a few of us and we were always at the back and it was, it was just rubbish. And then, and this is actually only a short distance from the start and we got all the rest of the course to go around. I really didn't like that. But it wasn't until later on in life that I understood that you had to pace yourself. The idea was that you didn't rush out at your fastest rate, but that you actually warm up and that you pace yourself and you slowly get into your rhythm so that you can run a distance. It took me a long while to gain that understanding. And I'm sorry to all those masters that they probably told us that, but that never came across to me. For me, it took a long while to gain that understanding. But when the understanding came, you think, oh, wow, everything changes. It becomes completely different. And you know what? That's what we're trying to do in this season. We're trying to gain understanding. But one of the things I think that I am beginning to understand is this. God is trying to get our attention at this time. I was reading Psalm 23 through again recently, and I was reminded of something that I'd seen before in that. Psalm 23 verses 1 and 2 says, say this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And that phrase, he makes me lie down, it made me realise that, you know what, we resist. We're stubborn. We want to do our own thing, just like sheep. We want to go our own way. But there comes a point when God says, no, you need to lie down. And until we're ready to lie down, we're rushing around doing all sorts of things. We need to gain that understanding that God is saying, now is a time to settle. Now is a time to stop doing your own thing, to stop trying to do your own way, go your own way, but actually to rest in him. And that's difficult for us because we want to do our own thing. But this is the time for allowing God to have control of our lives. You know, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is talking about prayer and he's going on to his disciples or those who's listening to him and he's telling them about how the Gentiles, that is in effect the unbelievers, how, how they're babbling on with what they're trying to say to their gods and even to God himself. And he says to the, his disciples, do not be like them. And then it says this, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. Then it goes on to say, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our heavenly Father already knows what we need. And so our problem isn't like going to him, like, God, have you forgotten about this? You haven't done that. Wow, you need to know about this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He knows all about those things. What he wants from us is to slow down and to quieten ourselves, not to come to him in a whole babble of words, but to come to him and knowing that he is ready to listen to us. Please lie down, lie down, rest, stop for one moment, come under my control. We might actually say this word, surrender to him. It's that sense of when you see on one of those films, the, the white flag going up, saying, OK, we give up, we give up. That is surrender. And there's a sense in which we need to surrender to God, say, God, I'm letting you have your way in my life. I'm surrendering to you, Lord. And in this case, in prayer, it's not like, wow, you need to do this. Lord, I, I stop. And so now I need to go across to God's agenda, which is to accept that he is God. 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, worshipped, holy is your name. And we need to give ourselves to that sense of knowing and acknowledging who God is and giving our time to him. It's strange because these times seem to be more like Old Testament times than New Testament times. And by that, I mean, in the Old Testament, we read of God acting with his people, doing things, shaking things up. You read more stories about that. There's wars and there's all sorts of countries taking over different nations. And it seems a bit like those Old Testament times. But even in the Old Testament, where sometimes people uh, think of God as being so harsh, God is still being loving because he is revealing who he is to them. And right now, God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants us to know that he alone is God. Let me give you this scripture, Isaiah 43, verses 10 and 11. But you are my witnesses, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant. You have been chosen to know me, believe in me, and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been, and there never will be. Yes, I am the Lord, he says, and there is no other saviour. The more that we come to the understanding that God alone is God, the more everything else is going to find its place in our lives, the more we are going to come to peace. So at this time, I just want us to pray now and to give ourselves to God and to ask him to help us, especially as we're coming into this next week, that God's peace and blessing will be upon us. So please pray with me. Lord, draw our hearts to you. Help us at this time to know your goodness and your peace and your blessing upon our lives. Open our lives to you. Help us to seek your face. Help us to know your ways. Help us to understand within ourselves that you alone are God. Open our eyes to the glory that is all around us, that represents you, that puts us and points us towards you. Help us with that, Lord. Our cry to you is that we need you. So please, Father, answer our prayers and come and strengthen our hearts and draw us close to yourself. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May God bless you and help you. Keep pressing into him and remember that he is for you, not against you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.